This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. What is good? Look live at Santa Clara, California, Stephen Stadium, Buckshaw Field, the site of tonight's national championship game between BYU and Florida State after the Cougars took down Santa Clara. In penalty kicks, this is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Monday, December 6th. Thanks for being here. I'm Jerem Jordan Provo. Spencer Linton in Santa Clara, uh, ready to celebrate a national championship, my friend. Yes, sir. My first trip to Stevens Stadium, first trip to the university here at Santa Clara and the Stevens Athletic Complex. Might as well make it my first ever national championship witness in person too, Jerem. It feels special. It's big time on a Monday. What better family night activity than watching BYU women's soccer compete in a national championship? I've seen BYU lose three times in men's volleyball, so I'm hoping your luck is way better than mine. (laughs) Okay, yeah, it should be a special night. We'll break it down. Loaded show. Let's talk about it. The BYU football bowl situation, were we surprised by anything Yesterday with rankings and bowls and opponents, we'll break it all down. It seems uh, like there was a lot going on there, and a lot of fans were upset. We'll talk about it. Uh, Athletic Director Tom Holm will join us to discuss perhaps why we thought ESPN might hook BYU up with something else. It didn't. We'll talk about that process. Plus, uh, of course, uh, soccer playing for a national championship. We'll talk to the GOAT, which is the greatest of all time in BYU history. Three-time first-team All-American. Michaela Coolahan will join the program on a game day. But first, today's headlines. The final college football playoff poll released yesterday. BYU football finishes at number 13. As Jerry mentioned, we'll have a few things to say about the Cougars dropping one spot (laughs) from last week in just a few minutes. BYU remained at number 12 in the AP poll, number 14 in the latest coaches poll. And the Cougars, you may have heard, will not play in a New Year's Six Bowl game. Rather, they will visit Shreveport, Louisiana and the Independence Bowl and face the Blazers of UAB out of Conference USA, December 18th, 3.30 p.m. Eastern, live on ABC. Much more football talk to come. Indeed. Women's soccer takes down Santa Clara in penalty kicks to advance to the national championship game against Florida State tonight, 8 Eastern, on ESPNU. And listen on BYU Radio Sirius XM 143. BYU missed the first two kicks, was down to nothing, but still won. Incredible scene at sold-out Stevens Stadium Friday night. Amazing that BYU gets to the national championship game and could win its first team head-to-head national title since 2004. Amazing is the right word, Jerem. And also amazing, a match that you called on ESPN Plus with the fabulous Amy Gant, 11-seeded BYU women's volleyball, beats a very good Utah team in the second round of the NCAA tournament. For the second time this season, head-to-head, four hard-fought sets for BYU to advance to the Sweet 16. The Cougars will face the number six seed, Purdue, this Thursday. If BYU wins, they'll likely have a shot at a rematch with the only team to beat BYU women's volleyball this season. That's number three, Pittsburgh. Yeah, exciting stuff. Congratulations to women's volleyball. That game is at 9 a.m. Mountain Time Thursday, by the way, so we'll be on the air talking while it's playing. Men's Hoops beats Missouri State. They're the Bears. I learned that Saturday. 74-68 thanks to a combined 38 points from Alex Barcelo and Tijon Lucas. 
Cougars host Utah State Wednesday night on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The net rankings are out, by the way. BYU's 24, pretty good number. Utah Valley, by the way, 81, meaning that's a quad two game by only six spots, almost quad one. We're still waiting for the AP Top 25. We assume BYU will stay in it. I'm guessing around number 21. Yeah, speaking of number 21, that's exactly where BYU women's basketball sits in the current AP rankings. But who knows if they'll jump up a spot or two today after they beat Utah on the road 85-80 to remain perfect on the season at 8-0. Senior guard Paisley Harding scored a career-high 33 points. Shaley Gonzalez added 22. The Cougars, again, we'll update you accordingly as to where they sit in the latest rankings. BYU will now put their undefeated record on the line against Oklahoma this Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Men's AP Top 25 comes out any moment. The women's will come out at the top of the hour, so we'll uh, we'll let you know tomorrow. Cougars in the NFL. Zach Wilson had a tremendous first half before ultimately losing to the Eagles uh, for the Jets. He went 23 of 38, 226 passing, two touchdowns, and a pick, uh, three overall touchdowns. Michael Davis had an interception for the Chargers. It was a great one. Daniel Sorensen had a pick six for the Chiefs. Jamal Williams had 80 yards rushing. And tonight, Kyle Van Noy and the Patriots play the Bills. How about some Cougars overseas news, Jerem? Starting with Kyle Collinsworth, 16 points, 9 rebounds, 8 assists. He was on triple-double watch, surprising to nobody now. In the first win on Saturday and on Sunday, had 9 points and 8 assists. A couple of wins for his team in Japan. Brandon Davies? With uh, Barcelona, seven points, a couple of assists, and a steal and a loss to Basconia. Jake Toulson had 19 points in a win in Germany. TJ Haas had 19 points, six assists, and three rebounds in his G League competition. And Zach Selyus added 17 points and 17 rebounds in his game. It's cool to see all these guys in random locations succeeding, Jerem. Ball is life. Uh, basketball is life. Yeah, Connor Mance wins the USA TF Half Marathon Champs in his pro debut and signs with Nike. Oh, Connor Mance, he's, uh, he's richer than he was yesterday, I'll tell you that. Those are the headlines, all rise and shout. Your time. It's time for What's Trending. So are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. All right, BYU football's 13th drops a spot in the final college football playoff rankings headed to the Independence Bowl against Alabama, Birmingham, and Utah jumps BYU in the rankings. Were you surprised by anything yesterday? We want Bama, Birmingham, Jerem. Yes, I was surprised. Not so much about the postseason not turning into a New Year's Six, but surprised in a couple of areas. One, that BYU dropped to number 13 in the final college football playoff rankings. And number two, that BYU was playing UAB in the Independence Bowl. I was thinking that if BYU went to the Independence Bowl, it would be a draw with maybe UTSA, another conference champion, or maybe LSU, who would make the short drive up from Baton Rouge and play in Shreveport. So the opponent and the bowl surprised me, but not more than BYU dropping one spot to number 13. And here's why. And I thought that the college football playoff committee had taken a big step forward this year because they had consistently, for the most part, looked at the whole resume and I felt like had decent rankings for the last five or six weeks. And then all of a sudden, BYU gets jumped by Utah and Pittsburgh, and they drop to number 13. So Utah goes from 17 all the way up to number 11, and Pittsburgh goes up to number 12. And I thought, okay, well, they're valuing the conference championship. Clearly, that matters. 
But then this came up. Ohio State, number six over number seven, Baylor. And I thought, okay, if you value conference championships, then why in the world is Baylor not above Ohio State, a team that did not play or win a conference championship? Or Notre Dame, for that matter. I just, I don't get it. There's so many inconsistencies. I just want them to be clear because they, they essentially said Gary Barta was the mouthpiece that Ohio State passed the eye test. They, well, they just thought they were the better team compared to Baylor. But then Pittsburgh and Utah, because they played that 13th data point and they won conference championships, now a team that BYU beat head-to-head and had one less loss then is now ahead of BYU. I, no consistency. So I was really surprised about that. I thought for sure... BYU would at least finish in the top 12, if not at number 11, based on their entire resume and having beaten the Pac-12 champions head-to-head. That was the thing that I had the biggest issue with and that I was most surprised about was where BYU finished in the final college football playoff rankings. Yeah, it was certainly disappointing but not surprising. Um, the tough part, and all this will be remedied in the Big 12. That's the great news. You're gonna, BYU is going to earn what it gets, right? In independence, if you lose twice, you're going to... Uh, one of those other bowls, right? Um, in this case, it's the Independence Bowl. That's where BYU was signed up. I think we were hoping ESPN would figure out a, a different bowl game. It doesn't always shake out that way. Um, we were hoping, okay, if it is Independence Bowl, hey, that LSU game, at least it's a name. I know they're, uh, they have Brian Kelly and his family accent coming in, you know, or whatever, but that would have been fun, <laughs> but it, which was so weird, by the way. But, yes, there was, there was some disappointment in the inconsistency there. And, unfortunately, Michigan State's win over Michigan, I think, held the day. And when we first started talking about, okay, does BYU have a shot at a New Year's Six with two losses, my concern was BYU was going to be out-at-larged by some of these Power 5 teams. Unfortunately, that was the case. Now, if Baylor had uh, lost, now it would have been even more interesting yesterday because maybe OK State uh, sneaks in there or they're – the you know uh, they're they're the team that kind of goes to the Sugar Bowl and then maybe Baylor falls behind BYU but there was uh, unfortunately for BYU there weren't there wasn't that kind of and, and this is the case with Notre Dame they're not in the playoff either right of you didn't have that last moment to make an impact for the committee they really valued like what have you done for me lately and BYU's win over U- USC was quality but that was two weeks ago right and there were a lot of teams like this um, the good news is in the Big Twelve if BYU wins and they win late. They're going to deserve something more than what they got in this situation. We know what we, you know, you knew what I was when you picked me up, right? That seminary story with the snake. Like, as an independent, BYU's doing its best to win, go 10-2, and two, was in the conversation. To me, that was really fun. Um, once BYU got its second loss, it was probably going to be a tough ask, right? But things almost played out for BYU. They didn't. So now what is BYU playing for? They're playing for a top-10 ranking. There's not too many times you can say that in BYU history. I think that's awesome. Obviously, we all kind of wanted something more than UAB in the bowl game. I get that. But at the end of the day, did we really think BYU is going to get hooked up by the, by the playoff committee? Gary Barta ain't no Oliver Cowdery as a mouthpiece. And it's okay. It's okay. BYU can go to the Independence Bowl and play. I, I realize why people are upset. And they, it's fine. BYU, P, fans want BYU to play in the biggest games against the biggest opponents. That's only really happened a couple of times in a bowl game. Fiesta Bowl 74, uh, Cotton Bowl 97, those are kind of the two big moments, right, in BYU history. So this isn't one of those, unfortunately, but if BYU finishes with 11 wins, 
I mean, this already is one of the most incredible football seasons in BYU history, given all the Power Fives and the performance in Jaron Hall. That was amazing. That was amazing. And so, yes, disappointed, bummed, but ultimately not super surprised. BYU has a chance to finish with 11 wins in back-to-back seasons for the first time since 2006 and 2007. It Wild, just does right? not happen often. And they're doing it against a legitimate, arguably the toughest schedule that BYU has faced and won mostly against ever. So to go 11-2 and two against this schedule would be incredibly, incredibly validating for this BYU team coming off that weird pandemic season when people were like, yeah, but who did they play? Well, they played a bunch of teams this year, including two conference champions that BYU Crazy. beat head-to-head yeah. and then lost to a third conference champion at Baylor. Now, this is the one thing I want BYU fans to remember when you think about something to play for. And you brought up the top ten ranking. The College Football Playoff Committee does not make the final rankings. It's the AP poll yeah. that makes the final rankings, and the AP poll kept BYU at number 12. So if Utah and Pittsburgh lose ahead of BYU and the Cougars handle their business in the Independence Bowl, which they should, then we're legitimately talking about a top 10 finish a year after BYU finished number 11, which is amazing. So there is still something to play for, for sure, and to lead BYU into a preseason top 25 ranking in 2022. Yes, BYU will be ranked in the top 25 next year. If you, if you win 10-plus games and return the quarterback, they just put you in. So BYU's in. That part's already done, uh, which is exciting. Okay, before we get to our question of the day, the new AP poll is out in men's basketball. BYU falls to 24. So up, you know, six spots last week, down 12. Still in, a little further than I thought. I thought they'd be about 21. But BYU's still a top 25 team this week with big games against Utah State and Creighton. Our question of the day, what's affecting you more emotionally today? BYU football, BYU soccer. Let's hear from you in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Weigh in on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Jared Hokinson. Football was yesterday. Today, it's all about getting the natty for soccer. That's exactly right, Spence. That's why you're at the stadium. Yes, indeed. We made the trip out to Overcast and uh, cool Santa Clara. We would not miss this thing. This is such a unique opportunity. BYU women's soccer trying to make history on an already historic run that they've had in 2021. All right, Jerem, coming up. Where did the penalty kicks effort rank in the BYU pantheon of clutch? It was awesome. And athletic director Tom Homo will join us. Were the Cougars ever in the mix for another game, or was it always Independence Bowl? We'll talk to him. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join us tomorrow for BYU Basketball with Mark Pope as the coach and Greg Rubel review the win at Missouri State and look ahead to a big matchup with Utah State. 24th-ranked Cougars back at it. And you can watch the Coaches Show tomorrow, 8.30 Eastern, on the BYU TV app. It's a big week. It really is. Utah State Wednesday, Creighton in South Dakota on Saturday. BYU still in the top 25. Let's go. Okay, Jerem Jordan in Provo, Spencer Linton in Santa Clara, California. We now welcome into Studio B. Uh, Tom Holman, the athletic director of BYU. What's up, Tom? How you doing, man? Uh, it's a busy week. Yeah, busy. <laughs> it's been a busy couple weeks. But I'm super excited and stoked for this game tonight. Okay, a lot to talk about with football, soccer, and volleyball. Let's start with football. So, 
I think BYU fans, the reaction was uh, strong and loud yesterday in terms of what they were kind of hoping for. New Year's Six, some of those dominoes didn't fall Saturday, but um, Independence Bowl with UAB. I guess, what's your reaction and kind of walk me through the process of what bowl BYU got into? We f- were scheduled to f- play in the Independence Bowl if we weren't in a New Year's Six Bowl. The thing that happened is when we first started years ago as an independent, ESPN was able to slot us in a number of bowls and you could see for seven years we had, I can't remember all of them, but one after another and it was a different one every year. We played in the uh, Poinsettia twice and et cetera. But when we got through that, most of those bowls had been affiliated with teams at that time, with conferences, excuse me, at that time. So by the time we got to that contract, end of the contract and extended it, there were really no bowls that were just left open. They were all associated with conferences. They even added one this year just to accommodate. Just teams, to accommodate. Right? Yeah. So well, I talked to ESPN this year, and, and in the event that something were to happen and we were highly ranked but not in, and they said they're all slotted, that's how it will be. Mm. So we knew kind of that's how it was going to be. Came down to New Year's Six selection, and we missed it by a half a yard. For, literally, <laughs> like a foot, right, on the pylon camp. So, it, yeah, and it felt like BYU was the first team out. So, and, and I'm not sure, Tom, even with one loss, if it would be any different. I'm, I'm not exactly sure. I, I think, um, you know, the committee really valued what some teams did late and really valued Michigan State's win over Michigan. In the yeah, league. and, you know, I also think that college football is, has, has been and is and probably always will be about conferences. When we went independent, we took a giant step. It was a huge risk. And there were a lot of downs and ups. But we took that step to get us into a conference, into a big conference, so that we don't have to deal with this stuff in the future. Yeah. And unfortunately, we have to deal with it this year. And we have one more year of independence. But the way that Kalani and I have looked at it, and we've been together for now a number of years, this last year and this year combined, have done wonders for the future of our program. So as we move forward into the future, starting right now, the future is now, we have a chance to be twin 11 games. And with that Big 12 on the horizon, just now, almost one year away, after 22, we're in. There's a lot to look forward to. Tom, it's great to be with you, joining you from Santa Clara. I know you're going to be on your way out here a little bit later. And uh, I know you've addressed the bowl game situation against UAB and, and how you're tied in there. The thing I was most surprised about was that BYU dropped a spot to number 13 in the final college football playoff rankings because they had one less loss than Utah and had beaten the Utes head-to-head. And I also didn't think Pittsburgh would jump BYU, but ultimately... The Utes and Panthers jumped to number 11 and number 12, respectively, BYU to number 13. What did you think about dropping a spot to number 13? Because, frankly, it bothered me. How did you feel about it? <laughs> well, Spencer, certainly I, like everyone in Cougar Nation, didn't like the fact that we dropped. We don't really have control over that. Never had, never would have. But we can start to take control of that by getting into the Big 12, which we will be in in two years. And as much as it, there's so much angst with yesterday and what happened, we have to look forward to this game in Independence Bowl against uh, UAB and have a great game and punch us forward, move us forward, give us growth, give us development, put us forward to moving into the Big 12. That's what it's all about right now. 
Do you feel like ultimately it would have had to be maybe undefeated to get into the New Year's Six, probably? You know, I don't know. I think that maybe because of what we did last year, having such a great year and being right on the outs, and then you look at this year, if we would have had that one loss maybe to a Baylor team who was a national uh, or a uh, conference champion, that could have been made a difference, but it's woulda, coulda, shoulda. We don't really know that. But you have to go back and look at UCF. UCF was having this conversation undefeated and didn't get into that conversation about the, um, the playoff, but they weren't in New Year's Six. Cincinnati, same thing last year. It was great to see Cincinnati break into the um, playoff, and now we're gonna see, will it change? Will it get to 12? Will it be expanded beyond four? These are the things that are happening right now that have to be exciting for BYU fans. Do you want it to 12? 12 would have hurt even more today, by the way. <laughs> um, maybe, but I think in the future, being in a conference, 12 will be better for us. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's... As you match up with UAB, Tom, oh, sorry, Jerem, didn't mean to cut nope. you off, but as you match up with UAB, what do, you, what do you know about the Blazers at this point in Conference USA, and, and how do you feel about the matchup overall for BYU as they try and get 11 wins on the season for back-to-back years? Uh, I've actually had a chance to see them. I'm kind of a little bit of a football junkie, so I've seen them play a little bit this year. And uh, they are very athletic, as everybody has started to read right now and study up on them. They will be a very good team for us to play on the road way down in Louisiana. They're not going very far. We are. Um, it'll be a challenge for us to go in there and uh, play against a really good defense that will attack us and come after us. I, they're top 15 team in the nation defensively. And they have a really good running back and a really good running game. And that's one thing that we're going to have to do is slow down that running game. Athletic Director Tom Hummel is on BYU Sports Nation talking uh, football. Let's talk about Kalani for a sec. Certainly some jobs have opened up around the country. What's being done to secure his future with BYU since everything's going really well right now? Uh, we are in conversations with Kalani at this point in time. And he's our coach. We want him for a long time. And good things are going to happen in the near future. Tom, I, I want to talk about soccer, obviously, because I'm at beautiful Stevens Stadium, and we've already mentioned that you're on your way out here later today. I just can't, I can't even express the emotions that I feel for this BYU women's soccer team following that dramatic penalty kick win over Santa Clara. What do you think about the opportunity that BYU has to win their first team head-to-head -head national championship since 2004? All I know, Spencer, is I could not sleep last night. Toss and turn and rolling over and over and over thinking we're playing for the national championship tomorrow night. And just to look at this team, what Jennifer and her staff and these women have done to get to this position. You know, you look at a lot of national championships in different sports and you try to weigh and measure which ones are more difficult than others. Hey, if you're in any national championship, it's a difficult run. But women's soccer is very difficult. The ball bounces funny in many ways. That was a game last week against Santa Clara that went to PKs. It came down to the last kick of the game. And that was something that you just kind of count your lucky stars that all the breaks went well for us this year. The girls were prepared for each and every game. We slipped a little bit early, but later we were strong. And that's a good way to be. It's a good place to be, to be able to be in the national championship on a good, strong run with a lot of momentum going in. 
It's pretty awesome because you probably have the best player in program history in Michaela Coulian, three-time first-team All-American. Jen has built such a powerhouse program. The validation of this is awesome. And to beat Santa Clara in that way, Tom, Santa Clara, the history there is rich, right? Of, It's been tough to beat them in the NCAA tournament. They won the national championship. It's a home game. You were there. You, you flew back for volleyball. You're going back tonight. You're all over the country. Um, this, this could be a very, very special night for Cougar Nation. I can't wait to step into that stadium. When, when we were approaching the stadium, we were a little bit late to the game. Not late to the game, but I would have liked to get there a little bit earlier. But you could see the lights in the distance as we walked. You could hear the band, the drums playing. You could hear the Santa Clara uh, crowd chanting. And as you walked into that stadium and saw the Cougs, and they're all black. Oh, my goodness. It was amazing to see BYU playing against Santa Clara in the semis. And then when they won it, and thinking we're in the national championship. I can't wait to step into that stadium tonight and watch those women go after it. BYU women's volleyball played in a national championship in 2014, got back to a Final Four in 2018, and now the women are back into another Sweet 16. We shouldn't take it for granted, but it kind of feels like we do because this is what Heather Olmstead's teams do. They just get to the Sweet 16 and beyond. What do you think about BYU's gutty performance against Utah to get to yet another Sweet 16, Tom? Ben, I'm going to tell you, Spencer, that game had me on the edge of my seat <laughs> from warm-ups until the celebration at the end when I just leaped out of my seat and just rushed onto the court. It, 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 was, it was a great game. It was a hard-fought match. You had um, just so many different little points in that game that could have gone either way, and our girls were super resistant. They just kept fighting and battling, and it looked like things were going to slip, but so many people came through with great plays. There's some individual plays in that match that will go down in the annals of volleyball history as mm, the turning point that could lead to something big this year. Yeah, looking forward to uh, you know Purdue on Friday. I know you'll be at that game as well. You're just crisscrossing all over the country, which is awesome. Um, basketball, obviously a disappointing loss to UVU, but a nice win against Missouri State. Still in the top 25. Women's hoops undefeated, beat Utah. I, I, this is an incredible run right now. I, I, I don't know that being engaged to the Big 12 like this has elevated BYU, but it feels like it has in some way. BYU's played at an even higher level right now. You know, I think there's a little bit to that for sure, Jeremy. I think that the, the momentum and the juice that everybody feels about it is exciting. And it's all about energy playing on whatever the competition is. It's about the energy that you can have. And I think as our student-athletes start to, to feel it and begin to dream it and see the vision – but there's one thing else. They have prepared for this. Mm. Even before the Big 12 came, the soccer team, the cross-country teams, the basketball teams, and the volleyball teams, they were going to be good. Part of it has to do with that super senior year. We have some super seniors, and we have some um, athletes that they were made for this. This was their time. It's like the stars have been aligned this year, and they're ready to compete. So I think all of it put together puts Cougar Nation in a nice spot. Tom, with everything that has been discussed today and all of the ranked teams, including BYU women's soccer playing for a national title, women's volleyball in the Sweet 16, BYU football number 13 in the final college football playoff poll, men's and women's basketball rolling, they're both ranked. You have two individual national champion cross-country runners. When, when has there been a better time to be a BYU fan with the overall feel of the athletic department right now? Well, I, I don't really know. I just, I'm, I'm enjoying the moment as we go. Um, it, it seems like 
we won those championships in cross country. And later on that night, there was something else. So I keep turning the page and turning the chapters and reading this book. It's a great book. <laughs> and I just hope that this book continues. But I think that um, when 2021 closes, there's a lot ahead. And I'm just so grateful for these young men and young women who have given so much through this incredibly challenging time of 20 and 21 to be able to put us in this position. And it's like a springboard to the future. So right now, everything seems to be lined up, but Heather Olmstead, our women's volleyball coach, has a motto. It doesn't just happen. It's not luck. It comes through preparation, comes through some good breaks. The ball bounces in different ways. We've had good health. A lot of things are working, but there's been a lot of elbow grease and a lot of vision put into it, and all that credit goes for those players and coaches. I love that. Uh, it's kind of weird not to have a costume on for you right now. Just, it's just you. Right <laughs> this here. is my AD costume. <laughs> You're uh, Mr. Rogers sweater. I like that. Yeah. Well, Tom, thanks for coming in. Safe travels out to Santa Clara today. Go Cougs. Let's make it happen today. Okay, let's go. Spence, what's coming up? All right, Jerem. Hey, Michaela Coolahan's going to join us on National Championship Monday. Arguably, probably the greatest to ever play for BYU women's soccer. How is she feeling before the biggest match of her career? Oh, she's the GOAT, man. And BYU does it again against Utah. Not once, but twice. We'll discuss. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. It's another in-state rivalry matchup on Wednesday for BYU basketball. Watch as the 24th-ranked BYU Cougars host Utah State. Massive game. Coverage begins at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio and 8.30 Eastern with countdown to tip-off on BYU TV. The game tips off at 9 Eastern. Randomly, I worked uh, you know, a game Thursday night in, in Logan, so saw Utah State. They're good, man. St. Mary's uh, escaped <laughs> with a close win. It was a, a fun matchup there. Got to see Alex Jensen and Scotty G, so that was fun. He is Spencer in Santa Clara. I'm Jeremy Provo. This is BYU Sports Nation. To interact with the show. You can always uh, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube for what we think is good content. But first, let's whip it. Cougar Whip Round is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Jeremy, BYU men's basketball ranked number 24, as we just learned a few minutes ago. Did BYU deserve to drop 12 spots from 12 to 24? Well, it feels like a lot, but that's kind of where BYU is in the uh, net as well at 24. So I, I think it's fine. BYU's still in the top 25. Uh, didn't seize the moment uh, being ranked 12. BYU could have stayed and hovered in the top 15, but uh, lost Utah Valley. So no, all, all good. It's a, it's a steep drop, but still in the top 25. I kind of thought it would be closer to 20, maybe 21, 22 at worst. So I'm a little surprised to see them drop 12 spots to number 24, but I'm just glad they're still in the top 25 and leading into games of Utah State and Creighton, you'll still see BYU on that ticker on ESPN and you'll see their highlights on SportsCenter. It matters when you want to be relevant and ranked. Yeah, what has BYU earned? They've earned to be in the top 25. That's, that's great. Soccer advanced to the national championship in penalty kicks. Where does that rank in the pantheon of clutch BYU performances? Oh, wow. You know, I thought a long time about this when I saw that question, and 
I, I'm not really sure where to rank. It's probably a top 10 moment all time just yeah. because BYU women's soccer has never advanced this far. So it's for sure in the top 10 of clutch moments within BYU sports. And now that you bring that up, we need to do that show, Jerem. Let's just do the top 10 clutch moments in BYU sports. I mean, you think about Danny Ainge is probably the greatest shot or, you know, actual play uh the, the hail mary, hail mary from jim mcmahon to Cl- back, yeah back to yes. harleen like this is somewhere up there by the way leveni vaca heads out a would-be game winner in double ot like i i want to just bring that up because i don't think it's been discussed enough she's standing on the goal line and heads it out that i mean we would you wouldn't be there today i'd be over there you'd be sitting right here it's a crazy play yeah that's right there with Kyle Morrell making that yep. dive over the line someone tackle said, against someone Hawaii. Tweeted that, yeah. saved the game. Yeah. Chad Lewis tweeted that. Yeah. All right, Jerem, BYU women's volleyball. You had a great seat to this, advancing to the Sweet 16 after a win over Utah on Saturday. Do you think that BYU will ultimately get the opportunity to exact revenge against Pitt, assuming BYU beats number six Purdue and Pitt wins as well? I do. Pitt's going to win. They're playing unseeded Kansas, and then uh, one of just you know two or three teams that were unseeded to make it to the Sweet 16. I think 11 seed BYU is more like a you know like a six seed. So I think this is going to be a good match. I think BYU is awesome. I think they will beat Purdue and match up with Pitt again. The only loss this year for BYU Women's Volleyball. Yeah, this isn't a road game at Mackey Arena at the Boilermakers. This is a game in Pittsburgh, and Purdue's coming off a five-set kind of grinded-out match. I like BYU's chances in the matchup against Purdue. I would love to see a rematch with Pitt in the Elite Eight. That would be awesome, and it'd be epic, man. Let's go. Okay, Navy, Navy, White for the bowl game as BYU will sport the Midnight Virgil combo. Better look or better name? I like the name. I think the Midnight Virgil sounds so epic. It's a very clean look for sure, especially, I believe that's Malik Moore on the screen. Yeah. With that visor, that is that is super sharp. So I love the look, but Midnight Virgil just sounds epic. I, I like the name, Jerem. It's both. And I love that Virgil Carter is getting uh, his due. Obviously the Navy helmet is the reason, but Virgil Carter, Never, we never discussed him as the first grade quarterback. I know we do, but like in 1964 or five, he had a 5.99 total low game in the 60s. Like that's insane. He's the first quarterback in the quarterback factory. He goes to the NFL. He plays for Bill Walsh with the Browns, who's the OC. And then uh, you know the West Coast conference, conference is or West Coast offense is born. <laughs> Oh, it's fun. My 10-year-old Jax is reading all about BYU quarterbacks right now because he's is a Is he big reading and they came to pass? And it's fun to have him ask. He's, he's, that's next. He's reading uh, a book we just received from uh, John Oliver, a friend, about all of the BYU great quarterbacks. That, your 10-year-old's reading that? And he's asking about Virgil Carter. That thing's thick. Yes, it's Jeez. incredible. I'm not even kidding you. He's reading that, and he's asking me questions about Virgil Carter, and he asked me last night, he's like, Hey, Dad, do you know Gary Sheed? And I'm like, oh, Gary Sheedy? <laughs> we know Gary! I, I do know him. <laughs> He's great. But, uh, yeah, super fun. I'm glad that Virgil's getting his due, like you said. All right, Jerem, the Cougars, as we move on in the whip. In all sports, in the fall, five wins, zero losses, one tie against Utah this fall. Is it even a rivalry anymore? <laughs> 
course, it's still a rivalry. But uh, it's so much so <laughs> that uh, we we hung a banner. Congratulations to Utah on winning the uh, you know the Pac-12 title. They're going to the Rose Bowl. But ultimately, the uh, the Pac-12 champs reside here in Studio B. Uh, can't wait for more reaction to that because that was awesome. Yes, it will always be a rivalry. I don't care if BYU wins the next 100 games across all sports. It will always be a rivalry, and I am here for it. Yeah. Coming up, Jerem, our double-down results. And BYU women's soccer playing for the national championship tonight. Let's go! Michaela Coulihan will join us on a game day, a three-time first-team All-American. She da goat. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On the latest Deep Blue podcast, Jerem Jordan talks with Travis Hansen about his mom's influence on his life, playing in Spain and Russia, and being nicknamed Elder 8 Mile. Listen to it on the BYU Radio app and where podcasts are found. Fun conversation with Travis. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. I'm Jerem Jordan in Provo. He is Spencer Linton at Stevens Stadium in Santa Clara as we get ready for the national championship game between the BYU women's soccer team and Florida State. And to do so, we welcome in the greatest player in women's soccer history. She's going to be and is a first-team All-American this year. Three times, Michaela Coolahan joins us. Michaela, you're playing for a national championship tonight. What are the emotions like right now? Just super excited. I mean, I'm just trying to stay calm and stay like I approach any other game day and not get too excited, you know, but it's everything we've worked for, so I'm just super pumped for game time. (laughs) Speaking of emotions, Michaela, let's talk about what your emotions were like when you went into penalty kicks against Santa Clara and went down essentially two to nothing. What was that feeling like? Yeah, uh, going into PKs, I was pretty confident for, for myself and my team's sake. Like, I wasn't too worried, and then I step up and miss. Jamie steps up and misses, and so I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> this is kind of – we had our backs against the walls a little bit. But Cass made a big save. The rest of the girls stepped up and buried theirs, and I don't know. I had faith the whole time, so I knew we'd pull it out. <laughs> it was incredible. It really was. And I, I don't know what the percentages are, but if you miss the first two and you're down 0-2 and, and come back, I mean, that's incredible. It's like, it was like this amazing sequence there. And then I had to laugh because Cassidy Smith didn't realize that BYU had won until she turned and saw you guys. What was that like? Yeah, I think Cass was so locked in and just focused on taking it one PK at a time that she didn't even realize what what it was at stake for their last shooter. She didn't realize we were up one and, and they had to finish it to uh, continue the, the PK shootout. So it was kind of funny to see her like, excited that she missed but not not pumped that we're you know winning and onto the national championship game so we we all ran and tackled her though to wake her up a little bit <laughs> a delayed celebration is a celebration nonetheless Michaela Coulihan is with us on national championship Monday what have the last 48 hours been like for you and the team it's it's been awesome I mean I think we've kind of st- just enjoyed the the time and and the position that we're in but we've also just we've been focusing on recovery since the last game it was a hard battle tough physical game against Santa Clara and so we've just been focusing on recovering and and getting ready for this next game and you know we enjoyed it for a minute we enjoyed it for that night but since Saturday morning until now we've just kind of moved on and and focused on Florida State now. 
you've moved on. I have not. I want to talk more about Santa Clara for a sec. So how, <laughs> what was it like to beat them? Because obviously there's a long history that predates uh, you, know, you um, and the program losing to Santa Clara in the NCAA tournament. You had to play Santa Clara at Santa Clara. You had lost to this team already this season, but you had beat them in the spring for the first time there. What was that game like? You talked about it was physical, but the huge crowd sold out. Some good uh, BYU fans there. You guys end up winning in the most dramatic fashion humanly possible. Uh, what was that experience like? Yeah, it was incredible. It was such a fun game. Um, playing Santa Clara is always tough. They're really good, and it's it's hard to play a conference team in in a situation like that because we know each other so well. You know, we know how Santa Clara plays. They know how we play, and so. With what's at stake in a, in a Final Four game like that, on top of knowing each other so well, having a history, being in-conference rivals, it just it just adds that much more to it. And then you put their huge crowd, and it's not, it's supposed to be a neutral location, but we're playing in front of their their crowd, and, and so it's like a home game for them. And um, so it, it just added a lot to it, and I think it fueled us even more to want to take it to them a little bit and, and gave us that much more motivation. So... It was just super exciting, and I'm glad that we pulled out the win because obviously that's that's everything we've worked for, and we owed it we owed it to Santa Clara a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> the Vengeance Tour has been incredible with Virginia and South Carolina, and now Santa Clara. But now you encounter a Florida State team that might feel essentially brand new. What does Florida State do that maybe reminds you of a team you have played against? Is there a comparison of a team that you have played against this year that is similar to Florida State? Yeah, uh, we haven't talked too much about Florida State in depth quite yet, but I I think that it would be Virginia. Um, They're in the same conference, and they just kind of have a similar style of play and key players that that are really unique and difficult to defend. But I think that overall their style of play will be really similar to Virginia. You know, they'll play out of the back and be patient and try to draw us in a little bit before they go forward. And, and so I think it will just be a, a battle and hopefully we can press them and, and catch them off guard a little bit. Yeah, Gregory Bell was tweeting out some stats relative to Florida State. They score a lot of goals like you guys. They haven't given up a lot of goals like you guys. Um, but you've beaten a number one seed out of the ACC, like you mentioned. So what kind of confidence and what kind of emotion does this team have going into the biggest game in school history. Yeah, I think we're very confident. I mean, we've gotten past some very difficult games so far this season as well as – or this tournament as well as just in the season. And um, we've really tested ourselves all year long. And I think we're ready for – to take anyone. You know, I think that Florida State's going to be difficult. Of course, playing anyone in the national championship game is going to be a tough one and you're going to get your best opponent. But um, I think our team's playing at a very good level and – we're, we're confident, and we know if we do what we need to do and we take care of ourselves, that it doesn't matter who we're playing, we'll be successful. So we try to focus on our, ourselves and our own game plan and, and uh, trust that process. Michaela, you were barely born the last time BYU as a school won a head-to-head team national championship. It was 2004 in men's volleyball. So what does it mean in 2021 to be able to end that long streak of no national championships? I mean, it's awesome, but like, I feel like I can't even really put it into words because it doesn't quite feel real yet. You know, it feels like another game that we have today. And I think that's how my teammates feel as well. And we were kind of talking yesterday saying, well, that's, that's a good thing. I think we should approach it as any other game, not get too 
you know, into what game it is because then other emotions get brought in and stuff. So um, it's super exciting. And, and like I said, it's, it's just everything that we would want to play for, but um, just trying to take it like any other game and approach it just completely normal so that um, we don't get too many factors playing into it. But that's uh, exactly what we want is bring a national championship home to BYU and do it for the school and the fans. And it's just super exciting. Remember in the spring when we were talking with you after the season and I asked you, what kind of emotions did you have with, when Santa Clara won the national championship? And it was like a mix of, hey, good job, guys, but also some jealousy. Now here you are in that same situation, and we've talked about how, hey, you, you guys learned from that and thought, well, why not us? So how, how did Santa Clara winning last year sort of influence you guys this year? Santa Clara, I think they showed us all in the West Coast Conference what we're capable of, but what no one had done. And um, it just really put it into perspective for us because we had beat Santa Clara the last time we played them. Um, they went on to win a national championship after playing. They didn't play very many games in the spring, but their one loss was to us. And it was like, it's just kind of like a dagger in the heart a little bit. We're like, wow, you know, we beat them and they went on to win the national championship. So, so why can't we do it? And that's kind of been in the back of our minds this whole season. And in preseason, as we were preparing, we acknowledged that and knew that it was in our capability to accomplish that same thing. And we addressed that right from the beginning of the season this year is let's get to the national championship. You know, Santa Clara did it and we believe we're better than them. So, so if that, if you don't believe it already, then start believing it because it's going to, it's going to come true. It's going to, you know, be a real reality. And um, so that's just been our goal from the beginning. And I think that, we sh we've proven it to ourselves game after game this year, and, and now we're finally here and in the position that we've been wanting to be in. Hey, you were the last team to beat them before they went on their national championship run. And correct me if I'm wrong, they're the last team to have beaten you while you have gone on this run to the national championship. So with one more match to go, uh, just walk me through kind of uh, the emotions of playing as the underdog. Do you feel like you can relax and, and play with no pressure because on paper you are the underdog? Yeah, I I don't think we feel pressure in, in any way. I mean, it's a big game and, and there's a lot at stake, of course, but um, I don't think we feel the pressure. I think, like I said, if if we do our job and just take care of ourselves, we, sh we should be successful. And um, I don't think that anyone's necessarily looking at it as a pressure situation. Um, being the underdog is, is nice and hopefully we can prove some people wrong, but I don't think anybody looks into that too much. You know, we have one game left and, and we just focus on what we always do and expect to show up and get a win. Well, think about it. You already played the national champions on their home field in front of a sellout, a team that, you know, at times it had your number, but you beat them last year. You already won that game. You already won that game, so now you're going to have a fun matchup with Florida State. Who knows how many they'll travel. won't be what Santa Clara brought. So tonight should be fun. Cougar Nation is going to show up. And let's give you the fullest dose that a doctor can prescribe of BYU Sports Nation karma to you to win on that field, <laughs> Stevens Stadium, uh, tonight. Good luck in the game. We'll be watching. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. You got it. Michaela Coulihan from Santa Clara. And Spence, this is, this is big time tonight. Let's go, man. Yeah, you can feel it. Uh, the excitement is palpable for sure for BYU Athletics tonight. A shot at a national championship head-to-head -head for the first time since 
2004. It's been 17 years. They've got another shot here. We've been close before, but the, this is the next shot, Jerem. Absolutely. All right, coming up, rise and shout out to some BYU greatness, because why not? And double down picks from Missouri State. Did my dead ball rebounds selection happen? This is BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> this portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Oh, there's the banner. BYU Sports Nation always available on demand via the free BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Spencer at Stevens Stadium. Buckshot Field, side of the national championship tonight, baby. Let's just go ahead and take that south out of the banner, Jerem, and just make it Pac-12 champs, <laughs> all right? Okay, hold on just a second. Cool let, me get a, let me get a marker. Okay, uh, <laughs> let's get to our double-down picks from BYU at Missouri State in men's hoops. Uh, here's how double-down works. You give two predictions about the game. Each correct one's worth a point. If you get both, you get three points total. Spencer, what'd you, what'd you say and how'd you well, my performance uh, today went about as well as your morning basketball routine went, uh, Jerem. Uh, it, it was it was not successful. I scored seven of the 11 <laughs> in a game. What are you talking a... about? <laughs> Caleb Lohner will have a double-double. He got the points, 10, but only had six rebounds. So four rebounds short there. My second pick, T. John Lucas will have six or more assists and two or fewer turnovers. Tijan had zero turnovers, but only two assists, so no points for me, and my uh, deficit to you drops even more. Yep, uh, because I added a couple. Number one, BYU have four or fewer turnovers at the 743 mark of the first half. Yep, they only had four in the first half. I get that one. Ding. Two, there will be four or fewer dead ball rebounds in the game. BYU had exactly four, so yep, nailed it. <laughs> and what did Dave say, real quick? <laughs> the dead ball rebounds pick cracks me up. <laughs> And then uh, I'll, I'll deliver Dave's. He, uh, he did. He, he got one of two. He got the field goal percentage for 40 plus. Alex Barcelo did not have 30. Okay, current standings. I'm up 15 to five on you, and the guest has four. Our question of the day: What's affecting you more emotionally, BYU football or BYU soccer? A elite voice of the day, at one Cougar fan on Twitter. Football getting gypped once again, but excited to watch the ladies win in the national championship tonight. Let's go. Today's Rise and Shoutouts are presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Women's soccer, go win the natty. Women's volleyball in the Sweet 16. Gavin Baxter got engaged. Women's hoops beats Utah. Still undefeated. Let's go. Thanks to today's guest, Tom Holwan, Michaela Coolahan. Hello, Dennis. I hope you're watching soccer tonight. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Spencer, I'm Jerem. Shoutout to Shauna Robach. Women's soccer, go win a national championship tonight, baby. Go Cougs!